Hello and welcome to another episode of That's What She Said with Zach. And Nicole. That was a really long, <laughs> long break before you said <laughs> No, I didn't know you were going to do that to me this episode. <laughs> oh, but you complained about it so many episodes, I decided to, to make sure I Honestly, did it this time. Honestly, I did go back. The slight and shade I, okay. you've been giving me. I'll I'll be honest. I don't really I don't listen to our episodes as much, but like when people mention it, I'll I'll listen just to hear what they're hearing. And I've complained in a couple episodes, and I feel really bad for you because I don't realize I do it. No, I've just I totally just get into it and I forget to do it. But anyway, uh, how are you doing today? Good. I it's been a hectic day. I'm on my third or fourth glass of wine. I don't really know. Um, but that makes that's gonna make it a really good episode. Let's be honest. I'm so nervous. Um, I'm so scared. Me too. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I did want to bring up to you. I love that last episode. You labeled it Nicole's celebrity crushes and boy problems because yeah. I had literally I honestly forgot what I talked about last episode. So, uh. Whoever listened, Shannon listened to it, and she hasn't said anything, so I'm assuming I didn't say anything too terrible. No, you didn't say anything too terrible, but you said a lot. Just (laughs) enough. I believe Anyway, moving on swiftly. All right, start us off. You start us off this time. According to Deadline, Naomi Scoot, who played um, Princess Jasmine in Aladdin, and Anthony Ramos from Hamilton and uh, In the Heights and, you know, the album star, are set to star in Amblin's comedic sci-fi film Distant from directors Will Speck and Josh Gordon. The film follows an asteroid miner who, after crash landing on an alien planet, must survive in his new surroundings. What do you think? Oh, it's a comedy? Yeah, it's a sci-fi comedy... (laughs) Bro, I did not know that. Um, Okay, so my quick thought about this is that it kind of almost reminds me of, it doesn't remind me of, but it kind of like brings me flashbacks of The Martian. True. And I think I was someone who texted you, I don't remember, probably. Um, The Martian I was really impressed with because I wasn't going to watch it and then it was on my TV one day and I was really into it. Like honestly, it made me laugh and cry. So, I feel like we kind of get these kind of movies every year or every other year. Mm. So, I'm interested to see. Maybe it could be nominated like The Martian was for like an Oscar or something. But, I'm interested. I'm not, I don't have a feeling towards it. And that's going to be my new term. Every episode that I don't have a feeling for something. I'm just going to say I'm interested and leave it at that. Leaving the viewers wanting more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, what say, do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it as well. Um, mm-hmm. I like the casting. Just I also interested. like the fact that Amblin's producing it. So that's going to be great. Amblin, for those who don't know, is uh, Steven Spielberg's um, production company. So Oh, that makes all the difference, yeah, honestly. So that's why I'm, I'm encouraged that it's going to be interesting um, because that comedic sci-fi element is something that I feel Amblin's good at, considering like E.T., for instance. Plus, um, if if Steven Stoop, if, oh my God, I can't even talk. If Steven Spielberg has any kind of producing role in it, which he probably could, it could be, honestly, it, it would probably be a little bit 
more interesting mm-hmm. to see his role in the film if it's his company. Yeah. Um, according to Variety.com, R- Rupert Wainwright is no longer the director of Miles Teller survival drama Not Without Hope. The news outlet reports the split happened as a result of creative difference. Um, I'm actually really happy more so for Miles Teller learning that he's going to be in a new film because I do love him as an actor. I think the pieces he's been in have he's done a variety of acting roles. So I'm interested to see how he takes on this kind of film. What are your thoughts? I I guess I'm supportive of both sides. I, I'm supportive of Miles Teller getting uh, a film in which he plays, you know, the leading man. Um, I'm not a huge fan of survival films, in a, in a sense. I mean, it depends on what it kind of survival film. Like, you mentioned I was going to say, I think it depends on the film. Like, you mentioned The Martian. The Martian is, yes. is a survival film. But I don't know if yes. I'm, I'm about, like, survival films as much as, you know, Lost in the Desert or... In the middle of the That's ocean. That's a survival film. I'm not really too into that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, but I'm also supportive of Rupert Wainwright because I think a lot more directors need to trust in their own instincts and realize that if something doesn't make them excited, then might as well move on to something else that will. So I think if if he feels like, you know, creatively he can't do more than what he set out to do, if if he has a a specific idea in mind and uh, the producers aren't with it, then he might as well go somewhere where his ideas are going to, you know, he he can bring those ideas to fruition. I agree. And you also don't want to start a film where you and an actor or you and even like an author for instance have differences and you butt heads the entire time yeah um which for example a couple films i'm i love i know you would never really be into but um i know they change directors from film to film because them and the author have creative differences and you always you do kind of always want to appeal to the person who created the content in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this instance with Miles Teller, like he is the lead actor on the film. So you kind of do want to relish ideas to them, but also take in what they're saying. And if they're, if they see it a creative way, but you see it a creative way, maybe it's just too different that you need, that one of you needs to back off. Yeah. I mean, in this instance, again, like you could always, I mean, you could replace either or, but I feel like it'd take longer to find another lead actor to fit the perfect to fit that role, especially if the department or if a casting director found them fit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, I get you. Um, wow, I'm at knowledge today. <laughs> um, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Netflix is on the search for its own large family-friendly movie franchise similar to Star Wars or Harry Potter. You know, I did read about this. I think I read about this, like, last night, literally last night. And I want to hear your thoughts before I say anything. Well, who isn't? 
You know, like <laughs> who isn't looking for their so own franchise like Star Wars? That's what I. That's what I thought too. I was kind of on. So my that was my thought, but also I was thinking like, okay, so you kind of are not piggybacking off of this, off of like Warner Brothers and Lucasfilm or Lucasfilm, correct? Yeah. But Netflix does so good on their own with their own original films and their own original shows that I don't think they need to find something like Harry Potter or Star Wars. I think they're doing fine on their own. Um. I mean, their ser- the series they create by themselves are good enough, I think, for people to be like, okay, Netflix original, dead to me. Netflix original, 13 Reasons Why. Like, that. that's what I think of when I think of those shows. I think of Netflix automatically. Right. Well, I, I, I wonder if it's that Netflix is looking for a story to create their, a franchise from. And that franchise will be in a, ne- a Netflix original. I think that's... The, the angle with this story that Netflix is looking for a story that can, they can build a franchise off of for their platform. Do you, so piggybacking off of that, do you think they're trying to incorporate it as a sci-fi film, such as how Star Wars and Harry Potter are? Or do you think they're going to go with any kind of genre? Like, what do you... I think it's anything. What do you think then? I think it's anything. I think they're just looking for a story or a franchise idea that they can they can put their hands on. I think and especially considering that, you know, Netflix does a really good job of uplifting voices and and creating series series that people really enjoy that I think there's a wealth of talent that will be looking for Netflix to produce their their work. So I I think it's possible, but again, it's franchises like Star Wars, like Harry Potter are really a dime a dozen. Like there aren't a lot of them. And although I would say in the, you know, maybe five or six years ago, we got a lot, I mean, Divergent, you know, the Percy Jackson franchise, you know, we've had a lot of them, but Something at the level of Harry Potter and Star Wars, you know, is very rarely going to get that. So, I think the possibility of finding a great franchise is very possible, but one in which has the potential to be like those two franchises, I don't know. But we, we also have to realize that with those type of franchises in the first place, they are very generational. Harry Potter came out when I was, I want to say, eleven. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars came out in the late 60s. Yeah. So I think it's... it's. I'm not going to say it's hard to start a franchise now. But I think... I mean, I don't know. I, I think... When I think of franchises... How do I put this? So... Disney Plus has done a great job of establishing their... What they already have. Mm-hmm. And I think when you... Relating it back to Percy Jackson, I know Disney Plus is developing their own... I think it's Disney Plus or Netflix is developing their own Percy Jackson series. I want to say it's Disney Plus has the rights right now. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm i not surprised that Netflix is trying to create their own series because they probably want to have something more established, like you said. They want to have something that people are like, okay, Netflix is creating, like, example A. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. 
Like they they want just something to create as their own. Yeah, and I, I mean they already have a bunch of franchises that pretty much are, but I mean I get it. Like they they want people to they probably want to bring in more viewers. I think so too, but I think also having a franchise now takes Netflix from just a streaming platform to uh, a producing studio. And I think they've always been on that threshold for a long time. I think especially after The Irishman, we're seeing Netflix in that realm of creating uh, big budget movies. And so I think it will be a great take for them to find a franchise and build a franchise off of because then it's going to create more money for Netflix. But I think also it could take the potential of taking Netflix original stuff from the TV screen to the movie theater. And I think that could be huge for Netflix. Listen, dude, I'm here so, for it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they create, I'm honestly, Netflix hasn't really let me down yet. So I know you don't have Netflix. I used to have Netflix, but yeah. I know, I and I anymore. feel bad every single time I ask you. Every I always ask Zach, what would you recommend off Netflix? And I get the same text every couple months. I still don't have a Netflix, Coley. Well, even if <laughs> and I, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Even if I did, though, I, I really don't know because our tastes are very different, fairly different. So stuff that I liked, like, for instance, I loved Marco Polo on Netflix. and I still I, haven't seen it. Dude. And I was waiting for season three i believe and then i found out last month that they canceled season three season three is not coming so that's another thing with netflix though they could scrap an idea completely off and it could be a great series i mean netflix done that countless times i mean the eight was another great series they had oh i did hear about the eight um uh, we do have some some similar Oh, we like know. So, some similar. Like we, yeah. si- very, very like sm- small, like a smidge similar. Yeah. But most of the time, like you'll tell me, I think you still tell me a couple movies and shows, and I'm like, ah, like I don't really want to. But yeah. I, I mean, I did watch the Lincoln Lawyer. I'll put I'll put a side note for this right now. Side note: Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, you haven't watched it yet, have Not you? Yet. Okay, so we'll we'll wait another episode and we'll talk about that because yeah. I really want to I really want to compare notes about it. But I'll say right now I gave it and I think what I said to nine, nine out of ten. Said nine. Okay, nine out of ten. I'll tell you what would have given me that extra star. Okay. Next episode. <laughs> um, Ryan Reynolds tweets: I'm not playing Hawkman in Black Adam, although I generally do whatever the hell the Rock at the Rock tells me to do. I would, however, love to be in Zack Snyder's Justice League movie, and I've heard I may already be in it. Hashtag Snyder Cut. Is the Green Lantern in the Snyder Cut? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, No, okay. I'm going to say he is. You're going to say he is. I'm saying maybe. There were so many. Okay, so long story short, and I know you didn't ask for this, but I remember my cousin showed me... the trailer and I had watched it before he showed it to me years like a couple years ago before Justice League came out and I swear to you and you probably already knew this whatever um in the in, in the reflection of Alfred's glasses in one in the tra- in the official trailer you can see like a green 
blob going across the glasses. And I highly believe that that was going to be Green Lantern. And I definitely think Ryan Reynolds made the cut. I say I wouldn't maybe. be surprised. I say maybe I, because we dude, know that movie's five hours long. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if he pulled some shit out. We know that Zack Snyder created the Justice League with Green Lantern in mind. We know that Green Lantern should have been in the movie, but the movie bombs so bad. Right. So. I, there is a strong possibility that Zack Snyder's already had footage or at least created some special effects with Green Lantern in mind. However, this could be Ryan Reynolds trolling us and just making a joke. <laughs> so, so that's why I say maybe. He, he, he could be telling the truth. He could be hinting at the possibility of being in there. However, we know that Ryan Reynolds does not enjoy his work as the Green Lantern. And but, so I think okay, go ahead. there's a strong possibility that it's a maybe. It could be, it, we, I think it could be you're, both. You're right. It could be that, like you said, that there is footage of the Green Lantern in the Justice League Snyder Cut. But it could also be that Ryan's like, hell no, I'm not in it, but I'm just going to play that I am. He could honestly be getting fans to want to watch the Snyder Cut even more by saying, by sending out this tweet. I mean... Okay, so what would your general reaction be? Like, right now, if you were watching the film and you just saw Ryan Reynolds come across the screen for, like, five seconds? Uh, it would make me laugh. Would it? Yeah, but it would also, <laughs> it would also be a little bit of a waste for me because, you know, the Justice League isn't the Justice League without Green Lantern. So... I don't think... Okay, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I think he could have been in it, but I'm going to say he was only in it for, like, less than a scene. Like, maybe he made a quick appearance in a flashback or something, but I don't I don't think it would have been, like, something that would have asked for him to be there all day. It could have been saying, hey, like, I just want you to fly across the screen, maybe have a line, and then you're done. Mm. I don't know. That I mean, I... Maybe I'm just so optimistic that I just think these things. I don't know. He might already have footage. He might have used footage from the Green Lantern movie that, like, outtakes that never made the Green Lantern cut. Maybe. And taking those shots. It could be that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that could could have happened. But as far as Ryan Reynolds actually playing Green Lantern and being in the movie, I don't know. And so I'm going to say maybe because I, I, I believe as much as it could be real... It could be a huge joke. And with Ryan Reynolds, you can't tell. Until, until, so you're you know saying what I mean? maybe. I'm saying maybe. You're saying maybe, and I'm going to say yes. I'm leaning strongly more towards no. <laughs> but I'm going to say maybe. Just so I, I feel like, I'm honestly, wrong. at this point, I feel like we're just going to keep making bets. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm ready to bet much. you right now that actually, he's in the film. Actually, actually, um, you oh, bet shit. me for the two weeks for the two weeks of not talking about Marvel. You bet me on the Eternals trailer. You didn't bet me. Okay, on but the actual. So I still have to find the footage of you explaining that it was the Eternals trailer. But I'm pre- I'm like ninety five percent sure. No, that's you bet fair. It on the Eternals no, trailer. That that is if it's not in the if if the Eternals trailer does not premiere in the month of August. Is that what you said? You win. Yes. Okay. 
All right, I'm saying August. Sure. August? Okay. Because I'm not sure if we said it back in the day that it was like July. And no, no, no. It's August. I'm saying August because that would no, be... No, no, no. I'm the... talking about the original bet we made. I'm not talking about this rehash that we're doing now. I'll take this Wait. rehash still. But I'm talking about the original bet, the OG <laughs> bet. I'm pretty sure you said if it, we don't get a trailer, Eternal trailer next month, I don't talk about Marvel for two episodes. So yes. I want to go so back right and now, look at that. It is... Make, yeah, but when we filmed that, we'll talk about next month. So that could have been, you know, that could have no, been back in we April. we were talking about, when we filmed that episode, it was halfway through July. Maybe it was close to, it was, yes, it was close to my birthday. So if there is no Eternals trailer in the month of August at all, like even leading up to September 1st, then I will not talk about Marvel for two episodes after August. Okay, bet. Bet. Okay, that's, but we're on. that's only because we're on. that's only no 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 we're on. But you ha- you have to admit though you have to straight straight up admit you're only betting this because of what the information I sent you earlier. No, I was always gonna bet this. Well, now I know. Are you it's kidding me? The possibility of you not no, talking about I, Marvel for two you know episodes what? and you think I'm not gonna bet that? Yeah, of course I'm gonna bet that. I'm gonna bet the house <laughs> on that. Are you serious? No, yes. but you know what? You know what's gonna happen. And what? I'm going to be a, a firm believer in this, is that I'm going to say, okay, there's going to be no Eternals trailer all of August. And then September 1st hits, and there's going to be an Eternals trailer. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and I'm going to be I'm gonna have to wait reveling like three weeks. in no Marvel news for two episodes. It's going to be amazing. But we'll see what happens. Prime Video oh has my God. released <laughs> a final trailer for The Boys Season 2 today. I haven't seen it yet, so but evil. it looks pretty good. I haven't seen it either. I did see that there is a um, a poster. It's on my to-do list to watch after defending Jacob. So I'm going to watch it after I watch the Apple show. But, I mean, the tri- the the poster looks good. Like, it, it kind of pulled me in a little bit, but not too much that I'm going to drop everything I'm doing and watch it right now. Mm-hmm. If that sounds fair. Um, According to comic book. Oh, did you have anything else to add for the boys season two? No, I'm just. I still have to <laughs> finish season one. So. Okay, yeah. fair. Um, according to comicbook.com, Daredevil's Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio, Marvel Studios brings back Charlie Cox to play Daredevil. Um, I'm not shocked. I think. There was talk months ago, I want to say at the beginning of this year, because. There's five of them from the Defenders, I think. Five. Um, Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil, his contract ends this November, and then, or his contract with Netflix's Marvel is up. And I think, I want to say Jessica Jones, um, Kristen Ritter, I want to say hers is up too in November. There's three of them who extend, who are, uh, their contract with Netflix ends in February of next year. So I wouldn't be surprised if Charlie Cox was asked to come back and for Spider-Man 3, because that's been the biggest rumor mill since the beginning of this year. Mm. I mean... That's my that's my take. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't remember exactly who the second person was. I'm going to say it was Jessica Jones. Um, or it was Luke Cage. But one of the two, they... There's only two of them that their contract with Netflix Marvel yeah. ends November of this year, so who knows? I mean, they could they could bring them back. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Charlie Cox were to come back. I know a lot of fans. I know his had the most seasons 
Um, I, I'll be honest, I couldn't get into his show. I tried so hard, and I got seven episodes in, and I could not. I couldn't watch it. I don't remember if I... I think it was I good. watched the a con- couple episodes the- of Daredevil, and I just didn't really... Because I was more into seeing how um, David Tennant was going to work in Jessica Jones. I was more oh. interested in that. So I was trying to watch Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones trying to figure out. Was my shit. I, I honestly, I still haven't. They all kind of happened at the same time, and it was really hard to to watch them because as soon as I got into Jessica Jones, Luke Cage came out, and then yes, because Luke, Luke Cage, Cage was in her first season, right? And so then, he got his own show, yeah. And then and then Iron Fist came out, and then Daredevil came out, and, and so it was like, and then Punisher. And, Pun- and I saw, like, the first episode of Punisher and because John Berthnall is my dude. Oh, so my God. He I was, was like, in Walking Dead, it. wasn't he? Huh? He was in Walking Dead. Yes. I thought he was. Okay. Um, Daredevil I watched first, and I couldn't get into it. I think it was a few episodes in. Jessica Jones came out, and I watched her, and I for, on, honestly, hers, for me, was the best Marvel Netflix show yeah. out of all of them. And then... Um, I tried watching The Defenders and I couldn't understand it because I didn't watch all of them. But I've heard really good things about Punisher and Daredevil. Yeah, those are the two. I know Luke Cage favorites. is really good too, but Punisher I heard was one of the top, probably the number, probably number two after Daredevil. But yeah, Daredevil for the, me just those didn't are do the anything. top two Marvel Netflix series. I remember. But Jessica Jones. Yeah. I love David Tennant. Loved yeah, him I didn't that. get that. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't get the. No, he's season. really good, honestly. But I know, I, have, I, I know. Lo- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as far as as far as Charlie, <laughs> as far as Charlie Cox, um, yeah, we need a Daredevil, regardless. So if you can bring him back, I'm all for it. I I agree. I mean, if they want to cast someone new, I. I There's really I, no I, point. I've, no, I don't think There's so really either. No I think if someone like Ben it, Affleck's would, gonna come back. There's no point. Just <laughs> no. It would also be kind of like another Flash, re- like another casting of the Flash, which it, it wasn't needed, but whatever. Yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, okay. Here we so go. So on to my. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So this is the first time in the past thirteen episodes, twelve episodes. Um, I get to talk about Bachelor. So. Like, right, talk me through math. this. Like, talk me through this as if okay. I'm, like, a five-year-old child. Because right. I, I really don't know what's going on. So I'm going to give you kind of... It, it's going to be shortened. This is kind of the backstory, especially for those who don't watch the show. This is backstory of how they choose the next Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, so they kind of go through the season. So Bachelor always starts filming in September of every year. And that's how they're going to start this year. They're still doing it, whatever, COVID, all that. They're going to do September this year. Um, And then they stop filming roughly about a week before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So at that point, the show premieres in January. So that's kind of like our hiatus is between September to December every year. That's the hiatus of not seeing a Bachelor show. Um, And then after that, so January to April... Just about April, beginning of April, is the Bachelor show. And then they kind of choose the Bachelorette based off of popularity throughout the season. So normally it's top five 
Um, normally it's like the top three girls, but in the past couple of years it's been top five. Of girls who don't win. Yeah, so the okay. bo- so the top five is the five girls who make it to that point, and then hometown dates are the f- top four girls. Okay. So Hannah Brown didn't make it to hometown, but she ended up being Bachelorette. Right. But that's because her popularity throughout the show, she just didn't care about, like, she, she was herself. Okay. Um, and then that starts filming, and then, so that premieres, like, mid-May. But this, this counts into this topic. So her, so Bachelor kind of goes from, it airs mid-May to about end of July, beginning of August. And then you have Paradise, which goes on, which starts in June. And that's still, that kind of still counts. So that premieres in about end of August, beginning of September. Um, so with this one... They chose a bachelorette. We had a bachelor season this year, I want to say. Was it this year? Yes. Who was the bachelor? I don't even remember. Was it the pilot? Um, pilot Pete. Thank you. Wow. You did your research. Um, his season was such a waste, to be honest. Um, it was entertaining. His mom he, was funny. A barb. Oh, my God. I had <laughs> Lency. I was watching with Lency and Mel. Oh my God, Lindsay! Like DM one of the girl. He DM the girl that Pete, uh, originally proposed to, and then dumped for the other girl. And then they initially broke up two days after. So it was fun. Um, Did she respond? So, no. (laughs) But was keep watching him do it. Um, So they chose Claire Crowley, who was on. Five Bachelor shows. So she was on Bachelor, Juan Pablo season. She went um, on the show five times? Yeah. So initially what happens is a bunch <laughs> nice. of... T- no, they ask... There's been a guy who's been on like five or six times. Like he's been on Bachelorette and then he's been on Bachelor Pad, Bachelor Pad 2. Why? Bachelor Paradise. And because they just... Honestly, it's all con- contractual. Like, they, they call these people back from, like, five years ago, and they're like, hey, do you want to come on the show? We have Paradise, and we have these people. Oh, my gosh. Um, so they asked Claire back, and she said, so she was on Bachelor. She was on Juan Pablo season. She was runner-up. Um, she was on a, two seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor uh, Winter Games a couple years ago, and then I think she was on a couple years ago again for Paradise. And then, so she's roughly almost 40. She's 39. Um, So she is the oldest bachelorette. And Mm -hmm. so her season was supposed to start, she was supposed to start filming roughly two weeks after Bachelor ends is when they start filming. Bachelor has a shorter time span of filming, so they film, they pick up two weeks after the after the final rose airs. And so they had her in, co- in quarantine. Instead of doing the Bachelor Mansion, they did it at a very, very fancy hotel, which is where all of the stagecoach people go to. They stay at this hotel. They had it crossed off. Like, nobody can make reservations, nothing. Um, I learned all this through Reality Steve, so thank you. But... So they did that. She quarantined for two weeks. The guys came in for two weeks. There was a whole rebuttal because all the guys were like 10 years younger than her. She had like two guys that were above the age of 30. Um, fans rejoiced. And then COVID hit. The day the day she was supposed to start filming, flying into Los Angeles, is when they 
said, okay, we have to stop production. Mm. So that, that shit happens. And then they just brought all the guys in maybe a month ago to start quarantining before they start filming. And they got two weeks in, which is nothing. Two weeks in. So that's maybe, I'm going to say maximum three episodes. She quits. She quits because apparently she falls in love with a guy named Dale Moss, who is, I think he's 28 or 29. Mm-hmm. And he gets her first impression rose. She apparently, there was um, rumors that she quit because of falling in love with him already, all this stuff. And then now they brought in Tasha Adams, who is who was on Colton season last year. Oh, boy. She was, she came in third Mm. last year. Um, So we're going to have our second African-American bachelorette. So I'm really interested because I wasn't really too fond of Claire, I think, for other reasons. Um, She was, she was just interesting. I think there was just so much drama on Twitter with her that I just couldn't care less. Um, There were so many other better choices but so they're going to still show her season. They're still going to show the first couple weeks of Claire and then they're going to go straight into Tasha taking over. That's Which was just confirmed yesterday. That's a bit weird, but okay. Um, that that's kind of what everyone else is saying, but I know Tasha was actually brought into the mix for this bachelorette, but then they ended up going with Claire. I don't know why, but they just went with Claire. Um But yeah, so I'm, just a little I'm, bit I'm interested. Confused. Because about what? So she she complains about the fact that she's forty and there's no one. Yeah, that there's no one close to her age, right? So So let me go back further a little bit. Okay. She got engaged on. She got engaged and then goes on the bachelor. So bachelor bachelor winter games happen and she was with this guy almost the entire time. He proposes to her, or I think they broke up. In, on the on the show, and then they got back together, and he proposed to her, and they were together for, I want to say, like, six months, and then they broke up. And then that was two years ago. Two or three years ago. And then she was just announced as Bachelorette back in April, right before Bachelor ended. Because there were rumors. So... I'm still confused. About, so, okay, go ahead. Homegirl gets on the show, right? Yes. She's 40, which is not bad, but I mean, it seems to be a hot topic for a lot of people. She's 40. They get these bunch of guys, and, you know, there's only two that are over 30, right? Is that an issue for her yes. or is that an issue for fans? No, it was more of an issue for fans because okay. of how much she's been on the show and the fact that they were like, okay, fans were like, are you kidding me? Like, she's literally 39. She's going to turn, she turned 40. She was supposed to turn 40 when they were filming, but obviously they started filming later. Mm-hmm. So she's 40 going into the show already, which I'm, I'm not ageist. I, I don't care how old she is, whatever. That's how how they chose. She was supposed to be Bachelorette six years ago, seven years ago, and then they went with somebody else. 
she was runner up and then they chose I think the third girl, the third top three girl, which I liked I liked Andy, so whatever. Um I think and then so as three months later they're still doing her season, fans were like, choose a different bachelorette because at this point we don't want Claire. Literally all the Bachelor Nation is saying this. Whatever. They they don't care. Um they finally, I think they recasted about 15 guys. So at this point, there we have, and Reality Steve listed the new guys' names and the ages. And I want to say at least 10 or 10 or more are over 30. At least between 30 and 38. And then mm-hmm. we maybe have 10 more guys that are between, like, I think the youngest one is 25. Mm. But at this point... It doesn't matter because now it's Taisha, and Taisha I want to say is about twenty, between twenty six and twenty eight. Um, but now apparently, another rumor happened where they're after these guys were already sent home, their bachelor producers called more guys to come in. So I'm assuming that the guys that Claire already sent home within those two weeks, especially during the first night, they're either calling them back or they're calling in new guys that they had already auditioned. Because they, I, I mean, I get it. They want to give Tasha a fair chance. They don't want to just give her Claire's leftovers. They're calling in new guys. But still, like, I think this season is kind of a hot mess at this point. But I'm yeah. interested to see what they do with it because I know that they said they're still going to show Claire's season. So that's literally two episodes. Like, they're going to show the first week her falling in love with Dale and then probably second week saying, Chris Harrison coming out saying this is the most dramatic season ever. Which he always does. But the good news is, um, so one of the guys that was supposed to be on Claire's season, Matt Smith, not Matt Smith, oh my God, Matt James. <laughs> Matt James, um, he is a former contestant's best friend, um, Tyler Cameron, who we all love. <laughs> um, Matt James was supposed to be on Claire's season. Isn't that the dude that's with homegirl Hannah no. B? No. Oh, so she quarantined with them in Jupiter, yeah. Florida. Yeah. They're just really good friends. They're not together. Oh, oh okay. Tyler and Tyler and Hannah. Yeah. Tyler was her runner-up guy. Yikes. Okay. So, but Matt James is his best friend. So, he was supposed to be in Claire's season, and then he was announced about two or three months ago that he is going to be the new Bachelor. So, his season is on on time to film in mm-hmm. September. But it'll, it won't be at the Bachelor Mansion, I'm, I'm assuming. It's going to be at the hotel that they are currently Quarantine. renting out mm-hmm. for the show. But I just thought it was all interesting because it's not this honestly has never really happened before where a bachelor kind of just quits in the middle. Like you hear stories of how bachelor and bachelorettes threaten to quit halfway Mm -hmm. through just because they're tired of the drama and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's funny that she actually quit the show two weeks in after she after they went through the whole thing of getting her to be. If you find love, then. Isn't that the point of the show? Yeah, why, but two weeks in. On a season? But you, even even if it okay, one, so say one, right? But say even if it is quote unquote two weeks in in Bachelor World, that's like less than a week. Like they probably do the first night, 
So wait, rose. are you salty that she found love in three weeks and she's no, no, she's, no. <laughs> she's oh, oh, gonna oh. go in? You want to go <laughs> finish that sentence? No, I'm just saying. I, I you sound <laughs> are upset we? that I'm not upset. I don't care. I'm just saying you sound upset. No, 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 upset no. That you don't get a full season, and that you're gonna Let see me rephrase. three episodes. But I'm like, isn't pretend. that the point of the show? Is she's supposed to find love anyway? She finds it in I don't pretend. three weeks, which is like okay. three episodes or an episode. But or two. given her track record uh, in previous shows, I'm not like surprised if they don't last. Because she's that's kind of mean, isn't it? It's not mean. It's truthful. Like, okay, so what if he is the one? I'm I'm okay. happy for her. I think that's amazing. But given the track record, she was with a guy on Winter Games. Six months later, she kept calling him the one, all this stuff, whatever. Like, I want you to look this up later on YouTube. Claire Crowley, Bachelor of Winter Games. I'm not looking this up. I'm just bantering (laughs) for the the sake of the podcast. I'm just, I, I, okay, so. Honestly, I'm happy was, for her if she did, if she does fall in love, if her and Dale are meant to be, that's, that's totally cool. I'm honestly very happy that Taisha is getting a shot at love because she was kind of blindsided with Colton and they, they were the only ones that had their overnight. So I'm, I'm happy that she's getting her chance because she did have a chance on Paradise too, or Paradise, Paradise as well. And Blake kind of screwed her over. Mm. So I'm interested to see how her how she finishes the season, how she picks up that crown and just carries it through the season. I'm interested to see that. I think it'll be good. I think Tasha's gonna. I think Claire would have been an amazing bachelorette throughout the entire season, but I think Tasha's gonna be a f- phenomenal. What are your thoughts? Or what were you gonna say? No, I I thought the drama was she's she's 40 and she's got a bunch of 20 something year olds and people and she was complaining no that wasn't the drama at all the drama i didn't even finish you're not even letting me finish what i was saying but sorry i thought i always thought the drama was that she's 40 they gave her a bunch of 25 year old dudes and she complained and then she still ends up with a 28 year old i thought that was a drama but (laughs) Because that would have been funny that she's like complaining about. Oh, all the types of people, I, I and get what you're saying. And she still ends up with yeah. like a young guy, but no, okay. I'm honestly I mean, surprised. Chill. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. now that you bring that up, I'm kind of surprised because no, maybe he's thirty. He w- he was cl- I think he's twenty eight or thirty, but I know it was mostly the fans. It wasn't her. Oh, oh, I didn't even tell you this tea. Apparently, they were talking before the show started. Good. That's the rumor. No, that's not good. That's Why is that not good. Because they're the lead isn't supposed to be talking to the contestants beforehand. But she wasn't she even supposed the, to know. Does, does the lead know the contestants beforehand? So you're saying they're not supposed? No, they don't know. Cause she because by the time they pick them and they're already, so I'm gonna give you a, a shortened version of the timeline of this. So, bachelorette or bachelor is picked, and then they don't release the information of who the contestants are until filming already is starting. Okay. So they had the guys, they had them ready to film in May or in April. Yeah, April. They had them ready. Claire was at about to go to the Bachelor Mansion. She didn't know. Her phone is, your phone is taken away. She didn't know until, and then 
the guys were released the day before quarantine started for everybody. So at that point, she can go on because she gets her phone back. She can go on and see who the guys are. And her friends can tell her friends were sending her information when she got her phone back. And she was probably able to see, okay, these are my guys. And Dale was probably one of the only guys, probably one of the guys they brought back, which he was. So she probably saw him and DM'd him. Or oh, so versa. she already knew him from previous sure, she, she No, no, no. She knew him because his information was released online. They don't, they okay. never released, they used, five years ago, before five years ago, they never released the contestants online until right before the season started for, like, for us to watch. But in recent years, maybe in the past, like, three or four, maybe in five, they started releasing them as right before this show even started filming, if that makes sense. Okay. So, so for Bachelor, over. yes. So Bachelor starting if Bachelor starts filming in September, we start getting the girls now, right before filming starts. Probably like ah. last week of August, first week of September. But back then, before five years ago, we wouldn't know who any contestant is until like the last week of December, right before the January premiere. Okay. So that's a huge difference. So she was scoping out. She found a guy That's she what, liked, and, and her friends, obviously, her friends are scoping, and they send them the information saying, hey, we think this guy would be perfect for you. She looks up his information, and they start DMing. So, I mean, that could be how it is. I don't really know. That's what Reality Steve kind of gathered. Oh, Reality Steve is the guy who gets all this information from people. He gets information from producers, from previous cast members, even Bachelor and Bachelorette's. Um, from people in the hometowns, like they'll say, "Oh, hey, this person has a hometown here this week." So mm. he that way he'll release the the top four, and he's the one who spoils every season. So I try not to look at his account, but in the past two years, I've always seen, I've always looked at his spoilers. Mm. If that gives you any inclination. <clears throat> This is love. this is happy this her. is my life between January to September, every single year. I just do all this bachelor scope. She did. She <laughs> did what she was supposed to do. You know. Yeah, but that's just not the nature of the show. The nature of the show is to find love. Is to get married. She finds someone <clears throat> special. It she is, may not but... have followed the rules of doing it, but she achieved what she set you out know, to do. I give her. I give her props though for. I mean, I, I, I just think whatever. She's happy. Yeah, you're just mad because you don't get a full season with her in it. That's all it is. No, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't care for her as Bachelorette. I've talked to multiple people. Well, I feel like the... the and it wasn't her age. It was just her as a... Because of what she's done. The, the, no. the, the process of the show for you is ruined because she... It's... Cheated. It would... Okay. So it would be different... That the process, okay, so in that sense, the process would be completely different if she kept going on to the end and she had kept that same guy and you kind of knew at that point, like, at by the end, if he was top two, you would know that he's going to be yeah. the one she picks. But I respect her so much more in the aspect of leaving the show two weeks in, three weeks in, whatever it is, and saying, hey, this is the one who I'm in love with, we're leaving the show, and giving the chance to another 
girl to take the reins of Bachelorette. I think yeah. it's so much better. And this way, we might get new guys, which, I mean, the guys weren't bad to begin with. I think um, there was a country artist. His brother is on the season, or was on the season, depending if they keep him or not. But for me, it's it's better this way because now we get a fresh, another take. Mm-hmm. And Tasha will will it'll be a surprise. Still, I like the surprise because I like rooting for somebody, and then I like I like to root for them till the end. Mm. So I I mean I always get disappointed when my person doesn't win. But the past five seasons, I've been able to predict the winner or the one they choose. So I'm really happy about that. This is my life. This is literally me for like seven, nine months. God bless the guy who puts up with me in the future. Another personal anecdote. I did audition last year. I'll put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, you did. But I didn't get on. I honestly, I I dodged a bullet with uh, Pilot Pete. Oh, yeah. But anyway. That's why I honestly auditioned for him or for Tyler. Yikes. But Pilot P ended up with his fifth choice. His top five girl. I don't. <laughs> That's how we reference them. I'm like, wow, imagine it's being. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the way we, like, these are the memes that come out because Kelly was five. Um, one was Hannah Ann. Then he went to Maddie. And then you had like these two other girls who we skipped over and then Kelly like it, it's a whole thing like that's literally my life when I like watch TikToks because I see it and it just makes me laugh picked his fifth choice oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay but okay so while I can still talk about it um so Marvel with Marvel and Disney they did have, I don't know if it's the shareholders or if it was, it's, I think it's the quarterly meeting. But Disney met today for the quarterly meeting and Mulan is actually going to be coming to Disney Plus on September 4th for the price of $29.99. Okay. And that's what I've, I've honestly been responding to people on my Facebook because I shared the information because it broke a couple hours ago and there's been kind of like a rebuttal with it. Like a lot of people are saying, um, what, what do you think about it first before I go on? I predicted this in a sense, like we talked about this last episode, I was saying that why don't we use the streaming platform and people just pay to watch the movie when it comes out. Um, so I, I, I predicted this was a possibility. I think I can see where the problem would be, considering twenty nine ninety nine on top of a seven ninety nine subscription. That's a little annoying. Well, from what I've heard, I think they're gonna start doing. Um, I haven't read the article, but from what comments I've seen, it's that they're gonna do like a premium account. So you're gonna pay a certain month, certain monthly, because they might be doing this for future films. So I think Mulan is the testing film for Disney Plus. For Disney Plus. So I think plus, they're gonna see how. 
I saw that brewing with you. I just didn't know what you were going to say. Um, I think from what I've read for, through bloggers that Mulan is the testing film for Disney Plus, And then they're going to see if Black Widow, if they're going to put that out there. I would rather Black Widow be pushed to 2021. And that is what Brandon Davis is saying, too, on Twitter. He would rather be pushed to a theatrical release because this film does deserve to be a theatrical release since we waited 11 years for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mulan deserves to be a theatrical release, too. But I understand, like, I, I... Even with Mulan, I still don't know if I would have paid $13 to see it in a, a theater. Yeah, but, but I might have. You'd be paying have. $30 bucks to see it on a streaming platform. I honestly will just wait to watch it. So at that I, point, I wouldn't it just be better that they they put up Mulan the same way they put it up Lady and the Tramp that it was with the subscription that you were paying for? I mean, you would think so, but I think uh, they're doing this that because just be they the want it. Way to do it, but I, yeah, but I, Disney's going to try and make is, money. It's Disney, exactly. It's Disney. So and I heard they lost two billion dollars. So this right. way, they're kind of they're trying to make money back. Exactly. And they get 100% of the revenue exactly. instead of theaters taking a percentage. And then get so, extra with the fact that you need a subscription just to get in to the site in the first place. So the money-wise, money wise, it makes sense. Right. But I don't... Th- and my friend actually made a, a good point on my Facebook when I shared it. He said, for a family of four, it makes sense to do the $30. But if I'm personally watching it by myself, I you can... I'm not going to pay $30 to watch Mulan until it comes out maybe like in November or December for free somewhere else. If it, if Disney plus in 70 days decides, okay, we're not, they can't charge $30 forever. They can. You think so? Yeah. I think look at the way they did Hamilton. I mean, they they canceled the free yeah, but Hamilton. No, but but um, let me. But get they're into not it. charging you thirty dollars for Hamilton. No, but I'm getting I'm getting to it. Disney's changing their platform completely, because what you could be able to do was go in, get your seven month, seven day free trial, watch all the content you wanted, and then get off. They took that away. So in order for you to get into Disney Plus in the first place, you still have to pay the the what seven bucks for the initial subscription, right? So then with Mulan, what they could have done is you pay the seven bucks and you get access to Mulan. But they were like, no, we're going to have another gated entry that you have to then pay 30 bucks on top of that just to get this one movie. Which I think 30 bucks is a lot considering the fact that, I mean, most movie theaters are paying maybe 15 to watch this but- movie in, in, live. So, so like you said, like your friend said, if you're watching for a family of four, it would make sense because you'd be paying around 30 bucks anyway. But for an individual with one subscription, one account, 30 bucks is a lot. And then for a one-time fee, that's... I, I get the point. I get why. The money, I think, is the main issue for a lot of people, I, I would assume. So I'm trying to figure out what would be the better alternative. Is it that, you know... Disney does create like a Disney Plus Plus, a, 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 a premium side to their platform that, you know, in order for you to get all new releases, you're paying an extra amount on top of the initial subscription. Sort of like, um, I don't know, it's sort of like Hulu, where Hulu has live sports, you pay an extra fee to get the live sports on top of your initial package. That might be the way that Disney Plus is looking at it, that 
instead of it being a one-time fee of 30 bucks, maybe they just start gating a lot of their original content and just make it that, you know, you have to pay this extra subscription to get access to this stuff instead of it just so this, being... Sorry. This just brings up my initial question for you. So in regards to all this, I mean... Mulan would have been on Disney Plus eventually. Yeah. So would Black all this Black Widow all that would have been right, on Disney right, Plus probably right. within by next summer at least. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think including Hamilton? Do you think it w- they would have stopped the free subscription, the free seven day trial if COVID hadn't hit? Like, do you think all this? Obviously, it wouldn't all be happening. I just answered the question in my head, but it wouldn't be happening. But do you think Hamilton would have been released on Disney Plus, or do you think they would have waited? Hamilton would have been released on Disney Plus. I I genuinely believe that, uh, and I still think that once Hamilton was released on Disney Plus, they would have taken off the free seven day free trial. I do think it is smart on their end to put Mulan on Disney Plus next month. Absolutely, I think it's smart because. They need to release these films, right. regardless of if it's a movie theater, if it's Disney Plus or, or whatever streaming service. Um, I personally think they should wait for Black Widow. Not that it's any more important than Mulan is, but I think I do think they should still release Mulan, maybe into a theatrical release sometime next year, if they ever if they find a good date for it. But I think it still should be a, a theatrical release along with Black Widow. I know um, in, in regards to movies being released, I know Tenet is being released. They announced they're, it's going to be released internationally September 4th, the same weekend, Labor Day weekend. Um, they're going to release into certain U.S. cities that I guess are less fill, uh, filled less with COVID cases. Um I know my one of my other movies after we collided is going to be released internationally next month, and then it's going to be released into certain U.S. cities in October. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm just hoping that we'll get theaters open by by October. I think it's a possibility. Okay. It's like a slim twenty percent chance possibility that we'll get these theaters open, but. I get what, what is you're your saying. take? No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But okay, this is this is like the business mind I'm thinking, right? Like Go I'm gonna put it. my producer hat on. Yes. I think Disney's gonna change their model, their business model. Okay. I think that, like I said, the free trial's gone. And then I think what they're going to do is they're gonna take their hot commodities, such as Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. And put them into a premium package. So if you want to watch those movies, you have to pay a premium. Right? And they're going to put Natural Geographic and maybe some of the really old Disney, Walt Disney cartoons as like a base package. Right? And I think that's going to be the way forward moving on. That if you want to watch Disney releases you have to have that extra package moving forward. I think for right now for Mulan is Disney's trying to optimize on the fact that they can't get it out into theaters right now and that 
they as you as we just said they need the money so if we have a one-time fee of 30 bucks to get access to the movie then that makes sense because for instance if i was on cable and you know dish or xfinity i'd still be paying 15 20 bucks for a movie to rent it or to you know to have it for that specific period my issue is i just think 30 bucks is a lot to ask so for. i agree and so I think I'm so wondering, too. I think that if people start talking more about this, they might say, you know what, maybe it's not 30 bucks. Maybe we just have a premium package that in order for you to get, you know, Lady in the Trap, uh, this the Mulan, you know, any other Disney release that's coming out later on that we just put it on. Because I'm, I'm sure after Onward, they saw the success that Onward had as just straight to Disney Plus release. That they're thinking, okay, there's money here. And so I think that eventually we're going to see a sort of premium pass for for Disney+. And I think Black Widow is going to fall into that, into that concept too. I think eventually Disney's going to say, you know what, all of our stuff, new, whether it's old, you know, the stock that we have, the stuff that we know is very popular and people will pay for, we'll put that at a premium. And that way that, you know, once you have, you know, the Marvel premium, you get access to Black Widow. And it's right off the bat, it's there, you know. Um, I do agree with you that we would li- I would like them to be in theaters. I think that you don't want to miss that opportunity. But I think Disney's already has a strong platform right now that it just makes 100% sense to change the price, create a premium, and then get more people to buy into the program. Because you already have people buying into it because of Hamilton, right? So they're already there. Yeah. And then you just slap on a new film with Mulan and you just put it as a premium. And then you shift Hamilton to that premium. And then maybe maybe their musicals become a premium as well. You know, if you want to watch High School Musical, you want to watch Newsies, you want to watch Hamilton, they're still at a premium as well. I just see them creating a premium package. You know, same, you know like Spotify has your free plan you have access to yeah. but it's limited ability you have limited stuff and then if you want to do more you have to pay for the premium right I, I think it's going to be a bump up of like two or three bucks it's going to be like 10.99 for or 9.99 for the premium and then that extra bump might help disney make more money i think and i think if people are saying okay if it's like ten dollars i'll pay for that because netflix is now what 16 bucks <laughs> so I, I, I think I think people yeah. I think and I, so like we said they may bump it up to 15 and say you know to get Disney plus plus or whatever this premium subscription they're going to call it you're paying 15 bucks a month 15.99 for this premium package and you get access to Black Widow when it comes out you get access to Mulan you get access to anything else that comes out afterwards you get access right now you know, when Spider-Man 3 comes out, it comes straight to Disney+. Plus. You get access to it right on the bat. Disney so you don't Plus have Premium. To, yeah, so you don't have to go to the movie theaters if you don't want to. You can watch it directly on our streaming platform when it releases. But it's there. Yeah, but as moviegoers, I know you and I or, would or honestly prefer maybe they do it the same way they did it with, with, with uh, The Irishman, but in reverse. It's on Disney+. Plus I still right don't, away. didn't and know then, that the Irishman wasn't yeah, it was. on Netflix first. It was because I was trying to watch it at Regal, and um, and I just 
I had something going on that day, so I couldn't watch it. So I was like, you know, I can always watch it when it comes out on Netflix. I have Netflix. I'll watch it when it comes out. And I did. So I think that that might be the the way forward is they create a new subscription price or, you know, we're all just going to have to take the L and slap down 30 bucks to watch this movie if you want to watch it. Because if we went to like a high rise cinema complex, we'd be paying 30 bucks anyway. I was thinking about that. I was thinking of the iPick down yeah. in Boca. We would be paying because I I've honestly tried to watch um, a couple of my my high end movies there. Um, I wanted to see like definitely Breaking Dawn Part Two there, um, The Last Hunger Games, all of that. So it was a good I think twenty five dollars to sit in like that that nice couch chair. Um, yeah. I mean. <sighs> I get it for 30 bucks because if you're on demand, like you're going to be paying something like that almost like maybe like 15 or 20. I think I've paid once, but, um, not even like five bucks, but I think for new, new releases like Mulan, it makes sense. Like I, I res- I respect the fact that they're going as high as $30 cause trolls, I think did the same thing about, they went like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Disney. It's Disney. Like, of course, they're going to overcharge. But I think from what I've heard online that they're just testing this out. They're going to see how well it does, which is smart. Um, and if not, they're going to obviously. I think from what I just read, on, I was looking on my Twitter and seeing, like, if there was anything else popping up. Um uh, as of right now, they are saying Black Widow is more than likely to release on. They're they're pro- honestly, if I had to like statistically speak, probably like an eighty to twenty chance right now that Black Widow will end up on in November. Which honestly, I would pay for it. Um, Black, Mulan, I'm gonna th- Mulan, I'm gonna think about it. Yeah, Mulan, I'm gonna think about paying. Um, I think. It is a smart move to get it out there because if they, if Marvel, if Disney and Marvel keep pushing back this kind of Marvel film, they're going to have to push back every other Marvel film. And that's something they've been saying. So I think it would be smart strategic, strategy wise to release it already yeah. on a streaming service instead of waiting till next year because they've already pushed back. They pushed it back once. And then they had to push Eternals back got, to February. I don't think it's got anything to do with the pushback. In all uh, no, it does. I, I 100% think it's the pushback. I think it has everything to do with cash. I think it has everything to do I'm with gonna the fact I'm going to say it's 50-50. If we hold off, we have this product, we need the money, we have to put it out some way, some shape or form. And Disney Plus sounds like the smart alternative because we don't know what life is going to be like post-COVID. We don't know, I know. how... Yeah. Theaters are going to respond to how people are going to respond to movie theaters, whether we put Black Widow out and then we cause another another wave, you know? So what's the best I'm way gonna, to do it? Put it on Disney+. Plus. I'm still going to be a firm believer that it's a 50-50. Uh, I do agree with you. It is money-wise because I know they did say today that they are $2, two billion in debt, mm-hmm. not even. I think they lost $2 billion because of the past five months. Right. Um. I heard they even upped the price of shirts at Disney World. Probably. They so, probably upped the price of everything. So exactly. So I that's think why they're, they're I'm definitely saying trying to make money back. Yeah, of course. Okay, so Disney Disney wise, I'm gonna say yes. Disney the Disney portion of it, they're trying to make money back. 
the Marvel portion of it, they don't want to continue pushing back every film because I feel like it's going to push, it's obviously going to push everything back. Yeah, but Disney's the main publisher for the Marvel films. Yes, yes, Disney is. <laughs> so but I, I, it's still Disney's I, call. I could be I'm, Kevin Feige I'm, and be like, I want this movie to come out next week because if we don't get it out next week, then, you know, a whole universe is screwed. And Disney's like, well, um, judging from I'm going to stick with my 50-50. No. I, I, I believe it's a Bob Iger thing rather than a Kevin Feige thing. I think Kevin, I think they've talked and we, they've been like, hey, if we push you back anymore, it's going to risk you know, the product. And I think Bob Iger's probably like, okay, I oh, understand. Yeah. It'll definitely risk it. product, but understand. I know. However, as far as making the most money, bang for your buck right now, this is the best platform. And I think, like you said, 80-20, I think, I think it's more 90-10 that it's going to be okay, re- released I'll say 90, on, on, on Disney Plus than it is going to be in theaters. But I'm also going to say blog from bloggers that they have Marvel has said that or they've hinted they're going to have to push their no, yeah I totally agree back. With you. that's not what I'm disagreeing okay. with you about that, no, but I'm, I'm, I wanted I'm I just wanted to hear you say I'm, I agree I'm just saying I I I'm saying I oh think it's it has absolutely less to the money with, revenue with yeah it's got everything to do with money yeah oh yeah I don't think no, it, I, I don't I think Disney cares whether it messes up the phases I don't think they really care I think they're lo- looking at how can we make back two billion right now? And that means upping the price of food. Honestly, that means upping the price of shirts. That means you know whatever they're doing at Disney World and and all what three four locations. Oh, I'm still waiting. They're, they're Honestly, upping everything, and then they're like, okay, let's do thirty bucks on a movie, and they know that we're suckers, and we'll pay thirty bucks to go watch. I'm not. Yeah. Black Widow. I mean, I'm. I, I even told Katie because she still has the Disney pass. I know they froze her account. I they froze everyone's account in mm-hmm. COVID. Um, I mean, regardless of that, I still would probably would not go to Disney for at least a year and a half to two years, let everything settle, sizzle, whatever. Um, but I, I do agree. It's probably it is money revenue. Yeah. But I think it's also timeline wise, but. Yeah. Any any final it. thoughts on anything we talked about through our heated Marvel talk? No, I, I you know it's still it's still about money. Money makes the world go around. I think that everybody's trying to figure out the best way to make the most money right now. And if it means releasing early, if it means um, changing things, then that makes sense. To me, really, I guess. I guess the main thing I'm thinking about is still the the Netflix with the Star Wars Harry Potter thing. Because You're something of the franchise. Yeah, because I think we talked about it two episodes ago about Star Wars and how difficult yeah. it could be to create another trilogy, and I really don't know if Netflix understands how to create a trilogy or a franchise and I'm not sure if you want to I don't know if now is the right time to be creating franchises especially Honestly, when figureheads of the- franchises are being outed left and right like you have to have the best choice as a creative individual to start your franchise because you risk I'm losing gonna- that way. I'm going to say the opposite. I think right now is the best time to create a franchise because it, it like the creative juices are flowing. Um, in normal time, everyone would be 
working back to back on projects, barely time to think about anything. But I think now that everyone's been in quarantine and they're like, okay, actually, I'm going to take this to Netflix studio head and ask and see what, what they think. And you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah, now is like the perfect like time to... Financing and producing a franchise, you think now's the perfect oh, time they're not to gonna, but it? they're not going to do it right away. They're going to, they're going to say, okay, let's start creating this next year when our Netflix revenue is up or Netflix like I just looked and Netflix is the number one streaming service in the world like I think Disney Plus is number three it's been that it's been that for years yeah but But I think obviously they're not going to start the franchise right away they're going to wait at least like maybe a year a year and a half to two but I I think that right now is the best time to start producing something and I don't even reading I don't even think that you can create a franchise in a year I really don't. Because even like Twilight, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. That still took years. It's years of books. It's a sequence of books oh, and it yeah. took years. And then she was still adapting. writing the, she was she was writing Breaking Dawn when they were filming Twilight. Like Exactly. So I'm saying if you're creating a franchise like that, right? Whether it's based on you know, it still took George Lucas a couple of years to put Star Wars together. And he didn't even know if he was going to make, you know, the prequel series until later on. But you really have to have one or two creative individuals that are, are ready to create franchises. It's not like Stranger Things. Unless, you know, because it's a movie. It's not, it's not Stranger Things. It's not it's episodic. So you really need a great script that covers five or six oh, movies. Oh, absolutely. Already. No, even more. I just don't think... I just don't think people have that right now. I don't think anybody has. You don't think so? A, no. You don't I think don't. in quarantine that people? I I disagree. I think people I think have quarantine. maybe two or three episodes. But I'm talking about the full franchise. I don't think people have a full franchise ready to go. I think, I think they honestly in quarantine because some some people create some people started quarantine like February or March. Yeah, I think I did. from then till now they might have started like two or three thing, two or three episodes like you said like two or yeah. three movies but they could extend that out they could say okay let's let's get these out but then I'll create more I I think the opposite uh, that I think to that Star people... Wars and high, at that level <laughs> no you know, that that's going to take years you have still, to be obviously, a very you know I think the idea could be planted I think the idea could be planted oh, no, I just I'm think obviously that. it's going to take longer I'm just saying, someone has created in quarantine a franchise <laughs> that is of the level of Star Wars or Harry Potter. Do you, the likelihood of that happening, to me, is quite low. Oh, yeah, no. It's not going to be Star Wars or Harry Potter level, I don't think. But I'm that's just what saying, they're I looking someone, for. But I'm saying, not... <laughs> I, so, my, in my mind, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I no. think <laughs> that someone could have created... A, an idea in quarantine. Yes. And the Netflix heads are saying, okay, let's take this, but rebuttal it to this. But you never know. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not against so, that. I have I'm it in my you. head. I just can't I'm with explain you. it. Dude, I am right okay. there with you. I agree with that. <laughs> but I'm saying that piece being Star Wars or Harry Potter level, doubt it. Highly. <laughs> so... I think the possibility of having it strong, but you know. But I don't think anything could get to that level. Other than I mean, the only thing I could think of remotely, like, Percy Jackson possibly, was, was 
in in mm. that conversation at one point. Percy Jackson, yes, but like Avatar, kind of. Avatar's kind of up there with like Harry Potter. Avatar's and Star already, Wars, but yeah, Avatar. I mean, we still yeah, need yeah. the second one, but Avatar's already up. There. <laughs> we have to wait two more years. Yeah. Um, but I think Percy Jackson. They they announced that I think even like the author has like some kind of hand in it this time. Like he's actually like able to give his opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Disney Plus took that over. Chronicles of Narnia, that's making a reboot back to, right. I think, Netflix. Okay, so Chronicles of Narnia, that still took years. That still okay. took years. I'll, I'll, I'll agree so with that, yes. That's why I'm saying, you know, to have it ready, no. But I agree with you, you know, maybe they're not looking for it to be released right now. They may be looking for 2021. I think maybe in 2021 things could be good to start a franchise. But right now, no. You can't film anything. You can only just oh, talk no, about no, no, it. No. So I That's what I'm right saying. I think a, a year time. and a half. Yeah. I'm thinking twenty twenty two we'll start maybe the end of next year we'll start seeing teasers for something. Like the uh, very end. And then maybe like the end of twenty twenty two we'll get a first film yeah. for Netflix of their choosing. Yeah. Whatever they whatever they decide. But wow, that was a that was a heated episode. It's just... <laughs> it's just what? It's just dumb business moves right now. I really it just really don't is. know it's what's really People trying happening. to make money back. Yeah, that's really trying, what it is. We've just been, it's making money back and it's gaining more viewers. Because some of, these, some of the things we've seen in the last few days... And and jobs are coming back right now. Like I'm I'm seeing a lot more stuff, so I think the likelihood of of getting more news is going to increase. Just not sure so. about some of these decisions, because you can tell some people are in, you know, balls to the wall right now. You know, throw throw think, at the wall and see what sticks. Because some cost and decisions make no sense really. <laughs> so, the ideas are there. I'll get the ideas are there. But they have to. They have to go more. They have to go more full throttle on everything. They have to realize, okay, we announced this during quarantine. Let's say like Hercules. They announced this during quarantine. So now we have to rebuttal and give of, them something. I yes. forgot to say. I forgot. We forgot yes. to do this. But Disney picked up once on this island. I okay, so I was gonna and bring that up earlier, going to but start then we costing. Yeah, I forgot. Oh wait, about they did that. that. I thought they were bringing the bro- the Broadway musical like they did Hamilton. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're gonna f- they're gonna create a movie. It's oh. almost like in the Heights sort of thing. It, they're okay. creating a whole see. Movie I didn't read that much into it, but they're bringing back the author from the musical to write this musical movie. But they don't know who they're casting for it. So um, Alex Newell, See, who when played I, Mama in the show, wants to be in it. She's like auditioning. When I first read this, I didn't read the article, but when I read comments and headlines for it, my first initial thought was that they were bringing it to Disney Plus like they were bringing Hamilton. Like they filmed it on no, stage, yeah, and then no. that's what I thought it was initially. But this is even better, I think. Yeah. Like so Hamilton was amazing. The whole thing. So everyone's that's saying, awesome. Good everyone's for saying, them. let's bring back the original cost and just do it, right? Do it movie scale oh, yeah, with that, the original cost, right? That's initially but what I would think. We don't, we don't know if Disney's going to go that route. 
But a lot of fans are saying I would prefer to see the original cast in the movie version if could because we didn't get like the Hamilton recorded film. They Might could, well honestly. They honestly, could bring back the original cast. Part of me feels like I would have enjoyed seeing a Disney Plus movie with the OG Hamilton cast in it rather than seeing a recording of the Broadway show. I, I, I feel that from you. Um, I, I liked I, seeing... It originally from Broadway, like no, seeing I, that yeah, for me I personally as a theater see. kid. I need, but now to I want to see it as right. a movie version, like how In the Heights is. Yeah, gonna be. I I needed I to see the original Broadway cast. Yes, but let's bring thinking, them back. Thinking and put with them Disney's into budget, film. right? Yeah, wouldn't it have been a lot more interesting <laughs> to do a full musical movie with a cast? And but with up. their maybe not with the but original with their cast, schedule. But with, wouldn't have worked, I don't think. I, but I don't think they would have cast the original Broadway cast original in cast. the movie. I think they would but have. But I would have wanted to see it with the original right, cast. Right, you would have wanted to see it, yeah. Yes. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have. Uh, that's all I have. Wow. I mean, kind of kind of went there at the end. Kind of butt heads a little bit, but. A little bit. I, I, I Honestly, I do see your point of view with everything. I do see your point of view with the Netflix thing and. I agree. So, honestly, at this point, I'll say it like I say every so every episode. We'll see what they end up doing. I'm I'm honestly looking forward to seeing what they do with this Netflix franchise. Who knows? I honestly kind of feel like it'll be a sci-fi kind of thing. I don't think it's gonna be a comedy or romance. I think it'll be something close to um, an out of the world sci-fi adventure. But any. Any final thoughts on anything we talked about today from our miscellaneous news, Bachelor, or Marvel, anything? Nope. The bet is on, and you have 27 days to Did respond. you just count that? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched you look at your desk, and I was like, what is he 20, doing? <laughs> 26 days to respond. And if, but what if it happens, days, like, we don't get an August... trainer trailer, <laughs> you cannot talk about Marvel for two episodes. And I'm going to make it tough. Just say. <laughs> I'm going to make it very Wait, so tough. you can talk about Marvel. I just can't talk about it. Oh, yeah. That's not... <laughs> you, you can't talk about Marvel. Watch. No, I'm promising you that September 1st is going to hit and they're going to be like, all right, Eternals trailer, let's go. And I'm going to be like, shit, I have to wait till like yeah. September 20th to talk about this. days. But... The thing is, we never talked about when we're going to have episodes. So we could honestly film two episodes within a week and then so? film. <laughs> I can still talk about it a week later, but we don't have a time frame on the episodes. You mean after the, the That's my rebuttal. Days? Yes. It's two episodes. Do you not understand what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah, matter so I'm not... saying, like, we could film no, two episodes no and then saying. I could talk about it. I'm saying, never mind, we'll talk about this later. You're saying, like, in one week, you could skip one week, not talking about it, and then we go no, back No, 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 so what I'm saying know. is, I could be like, hey, Zach, let's film episode blah, blah, blah on a Tuesday and then film the next episode on a Friday, and then that's my two episodes yeah. in prison, yeah. and then this, the, the next week, I can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I can. I'm just saying system. I'm gonna make those two episodes hell. That's all I'm saying. 
I'm going to make them the worst <laughs> episode you've ever had. That's all I'm doing. That's so, like, evil, but I respect it on I mean, a lot that's of the levels. Best. You'd do <laughs> the same thing to me. If I said I don't talk about Star Wars for, like, two episodes, you'd, like, rinse me out with Star Wars stuff. But I would never, but I would never do that to you. You're such a liar. <laughs> such a liar. <laughs> okay, so let's make a bet on your end. What do you want to bet about? I'm not stupid enough to make bets. <laughs> you are. <laughs> but that's how, no. I make bets when I'm like when ninety. Yeah. When, when I'm abs- like ninety nine percent positive, I'm like ninety nine percent. Okay, wait. Make so this so funny when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> wait. So we never made like the rebuttal about this though. So what happens if the Eternals trailer does premiere? What do I get from your end? I don't know. What do you want to get from my end? I don't know. What do what do. I gave you the option of me not talking about it for two episodes, so you get the choice for this because it's your losing bet if you lose (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot I would say bachelor stuff but you know today's episode wasn't too bad so I don't I don't know it's not bad because I mostly described to you like okay we're gonna think about it and like by next episode we're gonna we're gonna choose a losing thing I'm trying to think of what how about you can't make fun of me for two episodes. Like you can't like. That's impossible. Nope. I know I was gonna say, but that's what ma- that's honestly what makes an episode is like your reactions to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. We're gonna think about it, and yeah, we'll, we'll get come back, back with one next time. So that was episode thirteen of "That's What She Said" with Zach and Nicole. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>